0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives.
1: Claire and I want to share with you today on what it looks like to be a spiritual mother and what it looks yes. like to be a spiritual daughter mm-hmm. and how both are so valuable yeah. and so essential in the family of God. Yeah. Now, if you're a man here today, if you're a boy, a guy, um, this can translate really easy today for you that you when we talk about spiritual mothering, yeah. in your mind, you're just going to translate that to spiritual fathering. Mm-hmm. And same with the sons and when we mention daughters. But today it's not about you, gentlemen. <laughs> it's about the women. So we are going to focus on spiritual mothering and daughtering. You know, I was watching the news a couple days ago and CNN news had um, a statistic that one out of every two people says they are lonely and feel isolated. I mean, that is huge. Not long ago, it was three out of five people, but now it's one out of two. What does that tell us? We're all struggling, but we're struggling alone. We're not struggling together. So this thing of talking about the family of God today, and spiritual mothering and spiritual mm-hmm. daughtering, this is the heart of the gospel. Yeah, It's the heart of God when he adopted us as his mm-hmm. sons and daughters. It's the heart of your pastors that we would mentor and discipleship and coach and, yeah. and bring you along on your spiritual journey. It really is the heart of this house. So I'm excited today to talk about this message yeah. um, because we need more spiritual mothers and fathers than ever before. Yeah. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. We need sons and daughters like never before. This is a big deal. So we want to come alongside of you. You know, it's John and I's heart always to um, bring along people who can stand on our shoulders and go further and see further than we ever have. And that's just the heart of discipleship. So yeah. we're excited to share today. Thanks, Claire, for sharing with me. Um, I invited her to come share and I was so excited. She said yes. And um, she's amazing. So um, one of my favorite childhood books is Are You My Mother? Have you read, how many of you have read this book, heard this book? Yeah, a lot of you. Well, if you haven't, that's okay. I'm going to recap it for you. But it's, it's a Dr. Seuss book. It's um, about a bird, a baby bird who's looking for his mother. And the story begins with a mommy bird sitting sitting on in the nest on the egg, and the egg starts to shake a little bit, and so she knows the baby bird is soon to hatch. So she's a good mommy bird, and she goes and leaves the nest looking for a worm to feed her baby. Well, while she's gone, the baby bird hatches, and immediately the baby bird starts to look for his mother. And so the baby bird leaves the nest and starts going and asking everything he meets and encounters, are you my mother? Mm -hmm. And he encounters a kitten and a hen and a dog. And I love what he says to the dog. He says, are you my mother? And the dog says, I am not your mother. I am a dog. (laughs) (laughs) And so the baby bird continues on his search and asks asks a a cow, a car, a boat, an airplane. And he's looking for his mother. He even asks this big piece of machinery like a bulldozer, are you my mother? And the machinery says back to him, snort. So you know that that is not your mother. And so by this time, the baby bird is beginning to wonder if he even had a mother. And the baby bird's looking for something. But the interesting fact is, is he doesn't know what he's looking for. He knows who he's looking for. He's looking for a mother. And the story ends with the baby bird back in the nest. And the mother bird comes back with a worm. And she asks baby bird, do you know who I am? And the baby bird responds, yes, I know who you are. You are not a kitten. You're not a hen. You're not a dog. You're not a cow. You're not a boat. You're not a plane, and you're not a snort. You are my mother. And I love that story because it takes on new meaning when you have been the one in search of a spiritual mother. When you've been the one looking for someone not quite sure what you're looking for, but you know it's out there. And you can understand the baby bird's confusion when he's not sure exactly what he's looking for because he's never had what he's looking for, but he knows it's out there. So we're going to talk today about spiritual mothering, Mm -hmm. spiritual daughtering, And I believe that there is a a tug in every one of our hearts in this room to have those God-breathed connections that will invest in us and that we can invest in to make us walk in, help us walk in our journey with Christ. Right, yeah.
0: Yeah. Luke chapter 1 tells us this story of someone looking for a mother. And um, it's a young girl. She's looking for someone that she can trust, that she is asking, are you my mother? So Luke 1, 26 through 38, you can turn there in your Bibles, but I'm going to give kind of a recap version. I said in the first service, a clarified version. I like that. You know, ha ha ha, because my name's Claire. Um, You guys are a little (laughs) quiet on me. I'm going to need a little bit more from you, okay? Um, So anyways, um, we're going to join the angel Gabriel in the city of Galilee and they're going to they say it twice and if i learned anything from english class if they say it twice it's kind of important, important. so yeah. they say that we are going to meet a virgin named mary and so gabriel shows up and he's like hey girl you're mary i'm gabriel what's up god thinks you're a pretty cool chick and mary's like um hi who are you how did you get in my house <laughs> yeah what are you doing here <laughs> What's going on? And Gabriel's like, okay, God thinks you're a pretty cool chick. And I have great news. You're going to be a mom. Congratulations. Woo. Um, This is amazing. And the thing is, this baby is going to be called the son of man, the Messiah. And what's crazy is his rule will never end. And Mary's like, hold on, rewind and freeze. Because I don't know if you read two verses back, but I'm a virgin. Um, I didn't, I don't know if you took health class or I don't know if you know how all this works, but I didn't participate in the activities you need to participate in to become a mother. So how is this all going to work? And not to mention, um, I'm engaged to a man. So how am I going to explain this to him? And he's like, Oh, it's fine. Don't worry. Like, I feel like he's just like, don't worry about it. It's okay. It's going to be great. Um, the Holy spirit is going to be, it's, it's going to be a miracle. Um, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and it's it's going to be miraculous. And just in case you have any doubts about the um, goodness of God, um, do you know your cousin Elizabeth or your relative Elizabeth? Um, you know, she's old. That's what the Bible says. That's mean. She's old. Yes. Yep. Um, and she, right? He's just putting it blank, um, point blank. Um, she's infertile. But you know what's amazing? God is so good, and to prove that this miracle is going to take place, She's in her sixth month of pregnancy right now. And Mary's kind of like, okay. Um, The Bible says, she's like, let it be according to your word. And in my terms, that means, all right, if you say so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess. So, wow. Wow.
1: Wow. I love this story because Mary, the mother of Jesus, is likely only 12 to 13 years old when the angel of the Lord appears to her. And, you know, we know that Mary's just an ordinary girl. She's an ordinary girl who gets a word of the Lord, and she's obedient, and she says yes. And you know what? Her life is forever changed by it. I love that. I wonder when you came in today to church, if you came in looking for, for a word from the Lord... And if you get that word from the Lord, is your answer going to be yes? And if it is, it's life-changing. it's life changing. Yeah. But, yeah, this is a wild story. Right. Can I you imagine?
0: It. I mean, Mary yeah. could have never expected to hear this news that, yeah. you know, she was troubled because yeah. how is she going to yeah. explain all of this? And she kind of has to make a, a choice. She's at a crossroads. Mm-hmm. Do I live this life that I had perfectly planned out with, with my fiancé? And it's easy and it's light. Or do I go with this life that God has set out for me?
1: Yeah, that's so good. You know, imagine Mary's feelings at this time. I mean, right, her 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 whole world has changed. She probably thought, you know, um, dreamt as a young girl about getting married one day and having a family. First comes love, and then, then comes marriage. marriage, and then, then comes the baby and the baby care. Like carriage. I said, y'all are too quiet yeah. today. Um, and, and, you know, so you can imagine her... Her, what she felt like in that. Try to put put yourself in that position. And yeah. for days now, Mary would carry with her this most astounding secret wow. that an angel of the Lord appeared to her. And the angel of the Lord brought, the, the angel said, it's good news that you will be now the mother of the Messiah, that you are the chosen one to care. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Who yeah. is she going to talk to about that? Right. Who can she go to? Who's going to understand? Who's going to care for her and encourage her in that? You know, have you ever had really good news before and you can't wait to share it with someone, but then you're just not quite sure who to share it with? because who's going to celebrate with you? Right. Who's going to rejoice with you? Not everybody is going to celebrate you. Mm. Not everybody is going to call called to do that because there will be backhanded compliments. There'll be things said under their breath. There'll be jealousy involved. and And right. so we look at the situation with Mary and she's got some good news, some heavy news. I mean, who can help her unpack this. Yeah. Who can? John and I had fri- a friend who um, paid off his house, and he said the final payment they made, that was a pretty big deal, right? And, yeah. and the final payment they made, his wife and him couldn't wait to tell people until they realized people weren't that happy for them. They weren't that excited for them. You know what, guys, girls, I'm calling you to be higher. You know what? Let's let's be above that. Let's be happy and celebrate people and rejoice with people. When there's good news, let's be the first one to say, I am so happy for you. That takes a lot of maturity. So here's Mary and she's got this news and who can she go to? Right. Who can she trust? Who's going to understand? Who can she unpack this with? And so she goes looking for something yeah. and for someone. And the, our our first point today is she enters. Someone say she enters. She, uh- Mary enters the house to the only person that she thinks and she hopes is going to understand, and that's her relative, Elizabeth. Luke chapter 1, verse 39, it says this, a few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zachariah lived, and she entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. And at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child Leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit. So Mary enters into Elizabeth's house, and Elizabeth enters into Mary's life. Someone say she enters.
0: She enters. And I think what's so important here is that when she enters, Mary's Im- greeted immediately. Elizabeth doesn't ask questions. There's a lot of questions here, yeah. you know? And as she enters, Mary's asking, Are you my mother? Yeah. Are you trustworthy? You know, women, how you answer the door, how you um, approach being a spiritual mother—that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. not every woman is going to answer as your spiritual mother, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to knock on a few doors yes, to find that's the right, right one. That's right. So, as Mary enters Elizabeth's home, she's asking, "Are you my mother?" And the way that this question can take form is, "Can I trust you? Mm-hmm. Can I confide in you?" Mm-hmm. Are you a trustworthy person? Are you going to celebrate me? Can I come to you in confidence? Mm -hmm. You know, Mary went to Elizabeth in a real moment in her life, and there was a tremendous amount of vulnerability. There was a lot of risk involved. The fact that Mary is willing to travel anywhere from six to seven days over three mountain ranges Mm -hmm. to go speak with Elizabeth, to go confide in her, Mm -hmm. that speaks volumes. And not only that, she's newly pregnant. Let me tell you, I'm going to be really real here. When I was newly pregnant, I hugged the toilet seat a lot more than I hugged my husband. So doing that, she was desperate to find someone. And she was willing to go out of her way to find it. So seeking seeking out a spiritual mother, it will be inconvenient. Mm -hmm. It's going to be time consuming. Mm -hmm. It's going to be uncomfortable, but it will be worth it. Mm You know, because Mary knew that to find a connection like the one that she had with Elizabeth was a rare and priceless treasure. Proverbs thirty one ten says, "A good woman is hard to find and worth far more than
1: diamonds." Whoa, I, I yeah, Barnabas, I hear that. He said, "Amen." <laughs> I tell you I know the scriptures talking about finding a mate and finding a good woman and finding a wife, but as from a woman to women, um, it's hard to find a good woman, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And and when you find that in a woman that you can have friendship and you can trust and there can yep. be a mutual celebration and with during the highs and the lows that is far more valuable than diamonds yeah. it is precious uh, let's be those women yeah let's be those women that are rare and hard to find and counterculture and yes. cheer one another on come yes. on girls we can do that yes, that's great we yeah.
0: can. Yeah. yes mm-hmm. I love it like lift her crown instead of tearing her down yeah, amen so good straighten it yes yes yeah. um, but the thing is this connection with Mary and Elizabeth it didn't just happen we don't get the history, and I wish we would have gotten the history right. there, but there had to have yeah. been something. You know, for Mary to travel so far, relationships like this don't just happen. Right. And to right. seek out a spiritual mother, right. it's going to co- take intentionality yeah. and commitment and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. To the spiritually mature women in the house, I, I'm not talking about age, because mm-hmm. being spiritually mature has very little to do with physical age. Mm-hmm. We need sure. you, and we, when we as daughters – seek you out, how you receive us is going to be imperative.
1: That's right. So if you want to be a spiritual daughter, you're going to need to knock on some doors and you're going to need to enter. If you want to be a spiritual mother, you're going to have to enter into some girls' lives. And you know what? Both of those can be really scary right. and they can take courage. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. But number one, she enters. Number two, she receives. Elizabeth receives Mary. And Elizabeth's response is anything but quiet. And I, I love this reception. I'm going to read it, verse 42. It says, Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. I mean, you can almost feel the excitement in the room, right? I mean, you can feel this reception. It's it's loud, but it's more than loud. The Bible says that it's she's filled with the Holy Spirit. I tell you what, I just want to stop right there and and just say this: if if I want to walk in step with the Spirit, I need to be filled with the Spirit. And we see the spiritual mother in Elizabeth, and she. She's speaking blessings over Mary. Mary's tired. She's confused. She's terrified. She's overwhelmed. She's excited. She's probably out of breath. She's probably nervous. But how comforting is the voice of a mother? Right. Amen. I mean, can we imagine how refreshing Elizabeth's response is to Mary And, and Elizabeth's words are? It's been probably about 10 days now since the angel Gabriel has showed up to Mary and, and it's probably been the 10 longest days of her life, right? right? I mean, she's been on the road for days traveling with this secret. And most likely, she's uncertain. She's afraid, She's, she's wondering how any of this could be true, right. trying to make sense of it all. I mean, how is she going to explain this to Elizabeth? Yeah. But before Mary can even say a word, Elizabeth receives her. Yeah. Elizabeth lets and allows the Holy Spirit to get involved, and she affirms her. And I just imagine the conversation going a little bit like this. Listen, child, you don't need to be afraid. No, you've been chosen by God. Don't you see it? No, you've been more than chosen. You've been hand-selected over every Jewish girl on the planet to be the mother of the Messiah. You know what? Only good is going to come this. I can imagine her reaching her hands out, maybe putting them on her shoulders and giving her a little little gentle shake or squeeze of excitement and say, you know what? I'm cheering you on. I'm here for it. I'm not going to miss this. I get a front-row view to what God is doing in you our yes. life. And that's what the mothers ought to be doing for the daughters. Yeah. Where are we? Are, who's coming to our door? And how are we receiving them when they do? You know, the most powerful tool that God has given every one of us is our tongue. Yeah. Because the Bible says Proverbs 18:21, there is power in the tongue. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Yeah, We can use our tongue to speak blessing. In every situation when you interact with people, are you speaking blessing? Are you receiving them in the name of the Lord? Right. This is not culturally what happens right. on the norm. It's no wonder, you know, you hear the meme. I love memes. Um, you know, people who feel like sunshine, you just want to stay close to them. Yeah. Jesus has a lot to do with that sunshine. Mm-hmm. And you just want to be by those people who are going to encourage you okay. and speak into your life. That is so powerful. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I can't help but wonder about this brief encounter with Elizabeth and the impact that her words would have over Mary's lifetime. Mary had to receive the words that were spoken over her. Yes. The words of life that were spoken over Mary yes. were enough for her to face a lifetime of what was to come. The questions, you know, the wor- words have a, such a powerful effect. They do. Upon yeah. returning home, Mary would be faced with a lot of scrutiny. She yeah. may be outcast. Yeah. She oh, would yeah. be rejected. She mm-hmm. would be lonely. She would be misunderstood. But she would have the words that Elizabeth spoke over her. Those words yeah. would help carry Mary, yeah. to help further Mary mm-hmm. over the life yeah. of her watching her son hang on a cross yeah. and be crucified, yeah. you know. Uh, don't underestimate the power of your words. That's right. Proverbs 25:11 says mm-hmm. like apples of gold in settings mm-hmm. of silver is a word spoken at the proper time. Mm-hmm. We need to hear the voices of our spiritual mothers mm-hmm. encouraging us, prophesying yeah. over us, praying yeah. and believing for us. Daughters are looking and they're listening out for the voice of the mother. You know, um I just started back to work 3 weeks ago and I joke that I had a very easy labor. I pushed for 2 hours. But I it, was there.
1: She did not. I don't know why she thinks it was easy. I think it, it was like not the easy. The motherhood
0: fog. Yeah. I'm yeah. just grateful yeah. for the epidural, yeah. thank yeah. you
1: Jesus and amen. Yeah, true. That's probably why I've just <laughs> yeah. forgotten all of it. Yes.
0: Um she but, was amazing. Yes. Yes. I joke that going back to work has been the hardest part of this whole journey, um, and I try to FaceTime Ben and Shepherd while I'm on my lunch breaks, and inevitably I always do it while Shepherd's asleep. And um, as soon as he hears my voice, though, his little eyes fly open and he's all smiles. Aww. Why? Because he knows my
1: voice. <laughs> he knows your voice. And um,
0: you know, spiritual mothers, we're listening for yeah. your voice. Yeah. 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 So, I love that. Yes. So I love she. That you know, the next thing that she does is she blesses. Mm -hmm. She does. So
1: we see that both enter, both receive, and both bless. You know, the minute that Mary walks through the door, Elizabeth begins to speak blessing over her, and she recognizes the child inside of Mary's womb. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth recognizes the gift that's within her, and she blesses it, and she calls it forth. She speaks it out what was now hidden in the daughter becomes light by the mother yeah the mother speaks it out and blesses it and elizabeth in this moment becomes a prophet And she encourages Mary, and she speaks life over her. You know, the Holy Spirit still wants to do that work today. He wants to speak life from the older to the younger. And there's a blessing attached to that, that he wants to use you. The younger need to hear it. Right. We need to not be intimidated by giving compliments. If we have, you know, if ever I'm kind of holding back a compliment, I've got to check myself. Mm. What is that? Is that jealousy in there? Ooh. I don't want a part of that. Am, am I threatened a little bit? No, we're not going there. There's yeah. a blessing attached to speaking words of life. So Let's good. do that. Let's so do good. that. So, you know, we need to start prophesying over the daughters. They need to hear it. Yeah. You can do this at church. When you come in, you see someone maybe at the altar Go minister to them. You don't always have to have the right words. It's just about being there. You can do this at work. You can do this in your home. But mothers need to speak over the daughters. You know, I'm in this season of life right now where I see the value of the daughter because I'm still a daughter. And I still need the voice of the mothers in my life. Out of this house, I've had many spiritual mothers that have spoken and invested in me, and I'm so grateful for. Sandra D'Anello, mm-hmm. um, Karen Herbert, Johanna Kona, um, the late Barbara Klein, all oh. women who have ministered and poured into me that I'm eternally so thankful for. So and now I'm I'm in the mothering position where I have my own children to mother, and now a generation, a grandson to mother. Yeah. And, and I have their staff, girls that when they allow me to pour into their life, I can be a spiritual mother. And I have 50 girls in our mentorship program right now that I have in my house that I'm spiritually mothering and taking under my wing. And so I see the value of both and both are necessary and they're necessary together because so many times we miss it because here's what happens is as a spiritual mother, sometimes I'm intimidated by that. Sometimes I'm intimidated by the youngers, Thinking, who would want to spend time with me? Who would want to have what I have? What could I possibly give them? They're, maybe I'm out of touch. Maybe um, I don't. You know, um, I, I'm insecure. I'm inadequate. Or what I have to say is irrelevant anymore. Or in the, the life of the daughter and being a spiritual daughter, sometimes there's an insecurity there too, where yeah. where I think, well, who would want to spend time with me? Time is so precious. Who would want to invest in me and pour into me? I mean, who who am I? I don't want to be a burden. This is a vulnerable thing to ask someone, hey, will you invest into my life? It feels a little needy. And so this is the challenge is many times the mothers and the daughters, we miss each other because of our own wrestling that's going on in our internally. But we can't do it. We have to be the family of God and we can come. So spiritual mothering, spiritual daughtering will take extreme intention. Yeah, it will take intention. Both entered both received and both blessed.
0: Yeah, and you know what's so cool is, just as Elizabeth recognizes what's inside of Mary, Mary recognizes what's in Elizabeth. The child leaps in her belly because that child recognizes that the the Messiah is there. And because of that, Mary's able to give blessing back to the Lord. You know, verses uh, 46 through 55 records Mary's blessing. It's called the Magnificat. And I think it's so powerful because Uh, Mary's blessing God for choosing her a humble, yeah. lowly girl yeah. to bring forth the Messiah into this world. That's not so special. So good. You know, the Holy Spirit still s- seeks to speak blessing, mm-hmm. just as you said, from the younger to the older. You know, mm-hmm. we believe that this gift is in full operation mm-hmm. and that the work of the Holy Spirit, the prophetic message that is waiting to be released from your mouth, has the power to change lives. It really does. Mothers, Are you watching for the daughters? Mm. And will you say, I'm waiting for you. God has better for you. You can do it. Keep the faith. Mm -hmm. We're waiting to hear that voice. True mothers say, I am watching for you. Mm -hmm. A true mothering spirit will reach in and pull out the good and the Mm -hmm. gift that God has within you. True mothers will speak life and they will want more for what is Mm -hmm. coming behind them than they ever had for themselves. True mothers know that what has been painful for them will be priceless for their daughters.
1: Amen. So good, Claire. This is Titus 2. It's where the older women are teaching the younger women. This is so biblical. And if we miss each other, we miss the blessing that's attached to that. Wow. Yeah. And so we've got to be able to empower each other, to recognize each other, to Be whatever it is we need in our life in these God-breathed connections because it is life-changing. Yeah,
0: so good. Mm -hmm. So we want to leave you with three scripture verses of how we can do this practically. Mm -hmm. So number one is Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. What does this mean? Find your own DNA. Not iron sharpening steel. It's iron sharpening Mm -hmm. iron. So look... For your DNA and someone that you want to spiritually mother you?
1: Deuteronomy 32:30, it says, One can send 1,000 to flight, and two can send 10,000 to flight. I mean, that just speaks for itself, right? I mean, it's just two yeah. is b- way better, yes. way better, period.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And Ecclesiastes 4.12, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. And three is even better, yeah. for a triple braided cord cannot easily be broken. Mm-hmm. That's so good. When you connect with others, you have the support and the strength to do far more together than you it's, can alone.
1: It's true. You know, each one of us has the potential to be a living, breathing solution to one another. We need each other. And so what do we do? We we need to enter. We need to enter through doors. We need to enter into lives. Number two, we need to receive. We need to receive each other, warts and all. It, it'll work itself out. And you can, it's the iron sharpening, iron. You're only going to get better together. Yeah. And then three is... Bless. Be ready to speak blessing over each other. And then be ready to receive the blessing that comes with that. Yeah. The blessing from God. So Claire, as we leave today, practically speaking, your spiritual daughter, what what advice do you give to spiritual daughters yeah. today to find a spiritual mother?
0: Yeah. I mean I think you need to search your own DNA, say, who am I looking for? What do I need? And and it can be seasonal, like we said. This it can be it can be just for a time, but and then once you see that, once you see what you want in a spiritual mother, go after it. Invite her to coffee. Invite her to tea, to dinner. You know, get with her and start forging that connection. And come with a list of questions. I always love to come with somebody that I'm, I'm speaking with to for, with a list of questions. Mm-hmm. Super prepared. intentional. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's so good. And for the spiritual mothers of the house, what I would say, when you're watching for the daughters, look for opportunities because they are there in the grocery store, so good. at work, at church, at school. Look for those opportunities. You know, as older women, we have a little more resources than the younger women do. Treat them to coffee. Go and have a coffee date and just be a good listener. Sometimes I feel it's so intimidating to be a spiritual mother because we think we have to have all the answers. No, you don't. You just no. need to listen and love and be there. Yeah. Be vulnerable be transparent. Let them know life is hard. Their marriage wasn't always perfect, even though it looks like it might be. Their children, Mm -hmm. sometimes they don't like them. (laughs) And sometimes life is just hard. And you just relating to that and being vulnerable to say that, it's a little bit of a risk. But you know what? That's what our daughters need to be there. Speak, prophesy over them. Right. If you don't know what to say, a scripture verse, that's the word of the Lord. Yeah. Speak a word over them and be led by the Spirit, moms. The daughters need you. So I'm going to ask you, who is God calling you to? Yeah. Who's God calling for you to mother? Who's God calling you to be a daughter to? And I believe the Holy Spirit is so good right now. He's even putting someone in your heart and in your mind. And I encourage you to take that risk. And get those God-breathed connections. As you align with each other and you align with heaven, I tell you what, there is a blessing that will come to that. John, I'm going to have you come and close us out in prayer.
0: Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at
1: myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.